Hello and welcome to the Society for Healthcare Strategy and Market Development's interview series on innovation and disruption. We're interviewing some of the leaders in our field that are bringing practical ideas that have immediate impact. We're going to be talking about topics such as the future of work, innovation and disruption, scaling change, and engaging patients and providers in new ways. We have a series of interviews and we hope that you enjoy them. My name is Craig Allen Ahrens and I'm your host. I'm a managing director with Anchor Consulting, and today we're interviewing Dr. Siobhan Mehetta, who is the Associate Chief Innovation Officer at Penn Medicine and Assistant Professor of Medicine and Health Policy at the Perlman School of Medicine. He leads a team that develops, tests, and implements healthcare delivery innovations across Penn Medicine's health system. Siobhan also conducts research evaluating pragmatic trials of healthcare delivery that leverage behavioral science, care redesign, and information technology to improve population health outcomes. So what does this mean to you as a healthcare strategy and marketing leader? By employing Siobhan's techniques to scale innovation and to make change within an organization, you can be a more effective strategic and marketing leader. We hope that you enjoy the show. Uh, My name is Siobhan Mehta, so I'm a gastroenterology physician here at Penn Medicine, and Penn Medicine is the uh, academic medical center that's affiliated with the University of Pennsylvania. And uh, I am based in the Department of Medicine, so I'm a practicing physician here, but I spend most of my time at our Center for Healthcare Innovation. So um, I'm part of the leadership team. I was part of the founding leadership team, and I lead our acceleration lab, which is focused on helping people across our health system translate their ideas to action and implementation. And so our innovation center is is based at Penn Medicine or University of Pennsylvania Health System. Uh, We we are um, essentially an internal incubator to basically help people uh, increase the pace of experimentation across our health system. So we work with uh, physicians, clinicians, leaders, that have interesting ideas uh, for ways to improve the delivery of healthcare across our organization and, um, and who have sort of gotten stuck with something along the way, whether it's thinking about how to test that quickly, thinking about resources, thinking about technology. And our team works with them to, uh, to you know, take that idea, understand deeply about the problem, to, uh, to understand more about sort of the problem definition to experiment in a, a variety of directions. And then hopefully the goal is to implement things that they find that show success. So you know, our vision of I- innovation isn't just coming up with some interesting ideas um, or just using technology, but finding things that provide value to people and things that we can scale across our health system and more broadly. So in terms of sort of the, the, the continuum of sort of, you know, transformation disruption, I'd say that, you know, we are based in an academic medical center, um, so we are uh, bound to the strategic imperatives of our health system, um, so we do function within that realm, and, uh, but we are focused on healthcare delivery innovation more than, let's say, therapeutics and devices and things like that. Those are things that, that University of Pennsylvania does a lot of. You know, we certainly do lots of drug discovery and new T-cell therapy and things like that, but we're focused on innovating in healthcare delivery. Um, and, uh, you know, what we're trying to do is, is, is think about innovation as a discipline, but also thinking about a portfolio approach to innovation. So, you know, obviously you have to focus on immediate needs, 
but you also need to carve out a little bit of time for a health system to think about the things that are going to come come along the way in the next three to five to ten years. All right. So, and thank you for that description. Um, in terms of the innovation, you hit on this a little bit that you focus on healthcare delivery innovation, which is wonderful. But even within the context of healthcare delivery, there are different types of potential innovation. And I guess I'm curious, you know, and, and the way I would define it is, you know, there's service innovation, there's process innovation, there's, you know, marketing innovation or organizational innovation. And what each one of those can ha has their own definition, but basically, you know, a new service, a way of doing the service, a way of branding or positioning or promoting or pricing a service, or a way of organizing to make uh, things more efficient. So where do you focus? You said healthcare delivery, but in the spectrum of the, those four definitions, and you may expand or have other definition sets, but what, what areas of innovation? Is it all that, one area? in the context of healthcare delivery? Um, can you describe that, Siobhan? Sure. So, uh, you know, I, I would say that we probably touch upon all of those different areas because, you know, in, in general, uh, you know, our approach is to be problem-focused, is to identify problems, and then not to be so dogmatic to a particular approach or a particular solution. So, you know, process solutions may work well in certain contexts and technology may work well in other contexts. But really, say what are what's the best way to move this forward, and, and you know just to give you a little bit of perspective. So you know we started off about five six years ago, um, and you know our center we had an innovation tournament, and we identified that there's lots of passionate drivers, um, frontline workers that are doing really amazing things across our health system, but, and they had lots of ideas, but they didn't have a way to move that forward, and so uh, we realized that we needed to have some internal capacity. Uh, and, and really what we offer is, is our staff and, and, and who we are as people and our backgrounds. And so we have a variety of individuals that have a background in healthcare, uh, physicians like myself and nurses and other um, practice managers, things like that, but also people with interesting disciplines from outside of healthcare. So we have expertise in human-centered design. We have uh, a number of software developers. We have also have expertise in behavioral science or behavioral economics. Um, data analysis, things like that. And so um, you know, when, we, when we tackle a problem, you know, we, we want to find things that are important for our health system, important for patients and providers, um, and then we want to think about what the solutions are. And so uh, you know, initially we worked on sort of the earlier phases of innovation where things like design thinking work really well to understand you know, deeply the human perspective on things and to uh, iterate uh, and, and rapidly experiment and with a variety of different directions and prototypes without having to sort of build out the solution yet. And so that's a great discipline for that early phase to understand things that might have promise. But then after that, we'd want to do a larger scale pilot test. And that's where healthcare might be a little bit different than under other industries where in, let's say, software industries, they can sort of move quickly to you know, scale very quickly for us particularly things that have, you know, patients in mind and clinical outcomes in mind, um, our, our expectation of evidence is a little bit higher. Um, and it doesn't mean that there have to be necessarily randomized controlled trials, although we do participate in those in a very pragmatic and sort of, you know, quicker, quicker versions of, of RCTs. But uh, we do need to be able to prove that things work um, and, and don't have unintended consequences. And so that, that's where that sort of early phase of innovation sort of moves to sort of the later phase of innovation, which is that once you find things that might work in a small context, how do you actually scale that? 
and, and that's uh, a sort of a more complementary skill set where you have to understand things like business models, marketing. Um, you know, how do you how do you think about different approaches to paying for things, working with insurance companies, working with places like our employee population where we're self-insured, thinking about even new business models, and that's where um, that's where that piece is actually also as important. So if we're measured based on scale then we absolutely have to think about those pieces. You know, who, who accrues value from these innovations and how do we partner with them to be able to move these things forward in a sustainable way? Great. Now, um, if I could just ask a few questions around how you spread and how you're organized, because I know a lot of healthcare system um, leaders that are listening right now are probably very interested in that because in their experience and in my experience and in, in, in shared conversations I had with you, Siobhan, there, there seems to be a, um, a lot of interest in innovation disruption. But when it comes down to it, the ability to overcome the culture and have resources that are actually dedicated that aren't taken away with the first budget cycle seems to be a challenge for some healthcare systems in terms of realizing the value of what you're doing. T- tell us how you can as organized for success and funded and how they prioritize and make decisions about what to pursue. So we're fortunate that we're part of corporate for our health system. And so, you know, we have the you know, strong support from our CEO and our executive vice president who are kind of our um, sort of executive sponsors. So, so we work closely with them and, you know, we've been able to sort of get some resources to be able to move this forward, but also, um, sort of the, the ability to kind of think about changing processes that, that they need to be changed. And so we have access to different people through our advisory board. So we present to our advisory board and engage them every six months, um, but also through our different you know, big projects that we have to make sure that we get their perspective. So having that top-down piece is, is very helpful and important, um, but that's certainly not sufficient because most of the innovation happens when people spec- spend those extra hours doing things, or you know, people are are incredibly passionate because they already most of these people already have day jobs. <laughs> they're they're nurses taking care of patients, or doctors taking care of patients, or doing you know more traditional research or whatever they do, and so they have to be passionate about this. And that's where I think what we found to be useful is to have some combination of sort of top down and a bottom up approach sort of blend those things together because ultimately it has to be driven by someone on the front lines that has passion and expertise in that area. They're going to be the drivers, but then they need to be enabled by leadership executives to allow them to sort of experiment and sort of move these things forward. And so I think that combination in, in our minds has been really important. Um, another piece that's been important is, is, to, is that you do have to be aligned with um, strategic imperatives for the health system. And so, for example, if you're not part of a, you know, a fully risk-based payment mechanism and you still are predominantly fee-for-service, you have to find areas where you can work in, work in areas where, um, you know, let's say you're accountable for readmissions for your employee population. So that's been valuable for us because um, ultimately if we want to scale things across the health system, it still has to follow that same sort of budgetary financial process. Um, and so while, while we, we have slack to, to do the innovation piece, if we want things to be sustainable, it has to fit into sort of you know, existing operating mechanisms. So we have to sort of speak that same language. And so focusing in small pockets, like, for example, employee health uh, in an area where we're not reimbursed for telemedicine separately right now, but for employee health because we're self-insured, 
we're able to do some experimentation on virtual care models, um, you know, better ways to avoid unnecessary ED visits or unnecessary imaging, things like that. And so that, that's, where I, that's where I think it's important to make sure you understand those pieces and be attuned to that, uh, but also allow for some experimentation where people can just have some time to, to think about different things. And that gets to portfolio management where you know, most of what you do across the health system is, is going to be responding to immediate needs. Healthcare is changing. There's limited resources in healthcare. There's new payment models, new quality metrics, new regulatory imperatives coming from um, insurance companies and, and, and Medicare and the government. And so you're going to have to focus on that. But if you can carve out just a little bit of time to allow people to kind of experiment and to think about things that you know, are important to, you know, to society, important to patients, uh, then, then you'll be set up for success a few years down the road. We hope that you enjoyed the show. Please feel free to share your comments at craig.arens, that's A-H-R-E-N-S, at ankura, A-N-K-U-R-A, dot com.